Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. So I wanted to share just some quick thoughts that I had on the topic, the one thing you can't get over. I have found myself in this place so many times, and I don't know if any of you are out there listening to this and you're like me, but I'm super good (laughs) at remembering certain things and instances and times. Like, I, it's funny because I read this quote a while ago and it said that a guy won't remember what happened five minutes ago, but a girl can remember where her last seven hair ties went and what you did at 2.05 p.m. two weeks ago. <laughs> and maybe the hair ties isn't a good example for you, but I can actually recall very specific instances in my life. And I can remember what people were wearing. I can remember what I felt. I can remember who was around. There's just a lot of details that I kind of freeze in my brain. And because I have that um, gift, (laughs) which I don't really think is always a gift at times, I have a hard time letting go of things. And that's just the honest truth. I have a very hard time like not being offended or forgiving at times. And honestly, sometimes it's because in my head, I think this, I think, well, I don't want to fake it. Like, I don't want to fake forgive somebody and be like, I forgive you or like not be offended and be like, it's fine. Because, you know, in the South, one of the things we say, whenever someone's dumb, we say, bless your heart. And that's like probably one of the most, you know, rude things you could say to somebody in the South besides just cussing them out. And uh, it's kind of like a put down almost like, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> and if you've ever heard that and ever wondered why people say that, now you know. Um, I'm sure some other people say it and they really do mean bless your heart. But I think, you know, in our life, we can face moments and we can be in situations where we get offended. And I think for me, like, I've been offended or I've gotten my feelings hurt and I want to forgive that person. Like I want to let it go. I want to forgive and forget as they say. But the truth is, is that sometimes I've thought to myself, well, I'm not a fake person. Like I'm not going to just fake it. I'm not going to lie to you and be like, oh yeah, I forgive you. And I'm really not okay. And one of the things that I've learned, and I'll just always say this, I'm still continuing to learn is you can forgive somebody and choose to forgive them and not always feel like you're okay. Because one time when I was watching a Medea movie, she said, Tyler Perry's Medea, she said, forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. And oftentimes what we don't realize is our unforgiveness, our anger, our frustration, that one thing we can't forget, the one thing we can't forgive, the one thing you can't stop bringing up or or you just go in circles about it, it's actually holding you back. Like you being angry or you holding on to something, that person that hurt you, that thing that happened, it's not holding anybody else back. Like the perpetrator that hurt your life, they're not sitting there thinking about you every single day. They're living their life. So while you're stalking people on social media or you're seeing what they're up to or you're seeing what your ex-boyfriend, who he's dating and rating her or whatever it is that you're doing, Um, they're just living their life. 
And I think so often there's things that we can't let go of. And what we don't realize is, is that we're the ones that are stuck. And that's one of the things that in my year of becoming 30, which is 2019, I've really decided to work on this because I don't want to just tell myself, well, it's good that you're not forgiving somebody when you don't mean it because then you're not a fake person. Like I want to actually lead myself and then my feelings will follow. Like lead myself to do the right thing and then the emotions will come. You know, there's this story of um, a famous Holocaust survivor and she was basically going around Germany and around uh, those European areas and she was doing speeches on how she survived and the determination to survive. And some of you guys may have heard of her, but her name's Cory Timboom. And it's an interesting name, <laughs> but she was a survivor and she was she was actually in a similar uh, city to where she had lived previously. And she was doing this speech and she was kind of nervous because, you know, where, where you grew up or around where you grew up, you're going to run into certain people. And especially being in the area where she was kept, she might run into some people. And so she was doing this speech on forgiveness and how we need to forgive. And, and I'm paraphrasing all this. So if you want to go look up the story, you can Google it. But basically what happened is she was greeting people and she sees this man at the back of the room. And as she's about to be walking out, he's walking straight towards her. And she says that this like, just like cold chills just sweep through her body. And she realizes that this guy was one of the Nazi soldiers in her concentration camp. This man had seen her and her sister completely naked and had stripped them down and had harassed them and mocked them and tortured them and even sent her sister to the gas chamber. She remembers all this. She lost everybody in her family. She was the only survivor and she sees this man and you know what he tells her. He reaches out her hand and he says, thank you for your message on forgiveness. I have since found Jesus and hearing you speak today made me realize that I can forgive myself and maybe hopefully one day you can forgive me too. You see, she had no idea if he knew who she was or if he recognized her, but he definitely knew that she had been in the concentration camps. He definitely knew that he had been a perpetrator in her life of harm and hurt and darkness. And you know what she did in that moment is that she said, she writes in her book, she says that it took all of the strength in her body all of the strength in her emotions, all of the strength in her mind and in her spirit. And she stopped and she said, God, if you can just help me move my hand, or if I can just move my hand, you bring the forgiveness. You bring the emotion. I'm going to just move my hand and you do the rest of the work. And so she just took the simple action of reaching out her hand. And she said, like a warm flood, that forgiveness flowed through her. And that's so inspiring to me because I think so often we're waiting for the feeling to come and so we don't take action. But a lot of times with God, it's in the action that the feelings follow. You know, one of the things um, my dad, he he raised us uh, thinking and, and challenging us to say, don't f- like fake it till you make it. Act your way into a feeling. Don't Don't fake it, act your way and then the feeling will come. 
And, you know, I was actually talking to a friend today about this. And I was just saying that I feel like emotions and feelings are, they're valid. Like anytime you've been through something or you've had your feelings hurt or someone's hurt you or done something to you, like those feelings are valid. Like you're, you are totally, totally okay that you have those feelings. But what I, what I think happens sometimes is we justify those feelings so much that they overtake us. And I was explaining to my friend, I said, it reminds me of like a Slurpee. And I don't know, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a Slurpee before, but you know, you put a Slurpee in a cup. I love Slurpees. You put a Slurpee in a cup and then you, you think you get the right amount in there and then it just keeps building and building and building. Or maybe you had like whipped cream or some kind of foam or a marshmallow. I don't know. Or maybe you shook like a soda can and the fuzz just overflowed. Feelings and emotions are like something that expands inside of us. And if we're not able to give those to God, then what's going to happen is we're going to have things that not only we can't get over, but they're going to end up ruling our lives. So often in my life, what I've realized is that I'm not just being led by my feelings or led by my emotions. They're actually controlling me. And it's a weird thing to realize in those moments that you know you should do the right thing, you know you should forgive, you know you should move on, you know you should lay it down, but it feels so good to our flesh to hold on. It feels so good to our flesh to justify. It feels so right to think that we are justified in feeling this way. And guess what happens? The bubbles just grow larger. That, that those feelings and those emotions take up a little bit more space in your life. And then we get so focused on these feelings or on these emotions, and then we don't have any room for anything else. You know, I don't know if you're like me, but whenever I go to the grocery store, I like to carry all the groceries at one time. Like I don't take two trips. It's a one trip life for me. I take one trip. And it's kind of like a joke between me and my husband and me and my friends. We just take one trip. So But here's the deal. If I take all the groceries and I have my hands full and my husband or my friends try to hand me something, I don't have any more space to carry anything because I've loaded myself up too full. Sometimes it's gone wrong and I've dropped things and they've broken and that's not cool. But I think there's a great like example for us there in our own life. So often we try to carry these situations and carry these wrongs and carry these emotions and we have these things that we just can't get over and I'm speaking from experience on this and for those of you that know me that are listening to this you're probably laughing because you know this about me and I think we just get so consumed and it overtakes us to the point that guess what you don't have any room for the peace of God. You don't have any room for the joy of the Lord. You don't have any room to experience his love or his hope on a whole nother level because guess what? Your arms are full, your hands are full, you have no more room, and your feelings and your emotions have taken up all the space. Now, don't get me wrong. Feelings and emotions are not bad. They are important. They're important to work through things, to think through things. Like if you're mourning right now, you need to go through a grieving process. That's a real healing process. But what I'm talking about is the stuff that we've held on to, the stuff that we justify, the stuff that we've just clenched our fist about and just never let go. And if someone brings up that person's name, if someone brings up that situation, it's like a dagger all over again. And your life just becomes a mess in these waves. And it's like this cyclical thing in your life where all of a sudden you think your life's not worth living. You're, you're not good enough. No one's ever going to love you. 
If someone treated you that way or if someone did that to you, then you don't deserve any of anything else. You know, if you've grown up with abuse in your life or you've faced some kind of abuse or you've been in a place where you haven't been encouraged or you're just really hard on yourself, this can be a difficult thing in your life. We need to experience the joy and the peace and the truth of God. And guess what? I was listening to this message a couple months ago, and it was interesting. And once again, I'm paraphrasing, but the the speaker, they said, you know, the peace of God and the joy of God have already been given to you. You have to be the one that receives them. Now, I want to ask you a question. How are you supposed to receive something you don't have room for? A lot of times we're frustrated at God. We're frustrated at our situation. And instead of laying it down and offloading all the pressure and all the pain and all the anger and the frustration and, and really like taking a moment and, and just putting the weight down, we hold on to it tight and we justify it. And guess what? We, we are allowed to own this pain. This pain's my pain. And guess what? I've said this. You don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. You've never lived my life. And I justified my pain. I justified my response. And I hope that I don't continue to do that because I don't want to. But it's a very natural part of me. And maybe you're like that too. Maybe it's easy to think, well, no one else in my family has been through this. No one else that I know has been through this. I was having a conversation with my dad the other day at dinner and he was saying, he goes, you know what, Keila? With everything that you've been through, God's pretty much armed you for every situation that you'll need to help someone with. And I like jokingly said, well, thank you, God, for that. Because what that meant is that I've been through so many things that are relatable to people in the world, whether it's loss, heartbreak, being cheated on, being left, friends stabbing you in the back, health issues, attitude issues, whatever, whatever the issues that you could imagine, maybe like you know, maybe you have one of those things. I, I'm like a, I don't know. I'm like a card of all trades. I don't know if that's how you say that, but I, I have all the cards. <laughs> and I think that that's been very frustrating for me in my life because I've thought, well, how many times am I going to be hurt? How many times am I going to go through something? How, how many times am I going to have to deal with stuff? And I've said this multiple times in this podcast But I think that it's super important to realize is that the more you've gone through, the more potential you have to be anointed in that area. The exact things that the enemy wants to use against you, God wants to use against the enemy. You see, God, he's actually arming you with weapons to stand against the enemy and to help other people find freedom when you go through things. But the key is you have to grow through them. You can't just go through them. And so for me, that one thing that I can't get over is actually holding me back from being used by God because God can't use you when you're stuck. God can't use you when your your arms are full and your your mind's full and your emotions are full and you're full of the wrong things. The enemy wants you to get full of the wrong things. And one of the things my dad says is he says whatever you're full of you're going to be led by. And in my life the enemy's tried to get me full of a lot of the wrong things. Bitterness, resentment, anger, rejection, fear, trust issues, so many different things that even still today swirl in my mind. But guess what? I don't let him rule me anymore. I was telling my friend today that so often because I've been a woman who's 
her husband's had an affair on her. Now today that I'm remarried to a wonderful man, I still have those thoughts. Like even though he doesn't do anything, I have these thoughts like maybe he's going to cheat on me. Maybe he's talking to someone else. Oh, he's been gone too long. And all those things are connected to direct things that have happened in my life. And it might sound stupid, but whatever you've been through that's caused dr drama or trauma in your life has a tendency to like want to rule you and fill you up with the wrong things. And the enemy will use anything he can to disarm you. Because if you realize how much authority you have, if you realize how much power you have through God, he, you would understand. By the way, if you had that authority, you wouldn't even be holding on to something for one second. You would realize that your God's bigger than your problem and that he's going to use every single thing, not just for your good, but for the good of others, for the good of his kingdom. And it goes way beyond you. So why do we get so stuck? Why do we get to this place where we stay hurt. And, you know, I, I've maybe mentioned this too, but, you know, growing up, I remember girls that would look in the mirror whenever they got broken up with and they would listen to sad songs and they would watch themselves cry and they would make themselves cry more and they would stay in this pity party. And guess what? I've been in a place where I've like wanted to stay there. And it's weird to say that that felt good, but it's like I needed to get it out or something. But what's what's weird to me is when people egg that on, when they like push the feeling and push the emotion and push the depression and push the panic attacks and push the anxiety attacks. I know when I was facing those things and still today, I, I have those things start to come up. I didn't want them to happen in my life. I wanted to do anything I could to get those to go away. And one of the things that I've realized is that if you have, like, you know, there's that song in my feelings. If you're all in your feelings, how can you get into the presence of God? It's counteractive. It's counterproductive. It, it's, it's a total opposite scenario and presence. You cannot be in your feelings and also be in the presence of God. And you cannot receive the peace of God and the joy of God and hold on to your pain, hold on to your anger, hold on to the issue, hold on to that one thing you can't let go of. So today, why don't we together make a commitment to fight, not just the good fight, but let's fight the best fight we can to be the healthiest we can and let go of the stuff that's junk in our life. I wanted to say something else. Let's let go of the stuff that doesn't matter. Let's let go of the stuff that's holding us back, that's keeping us stuck. And stop looking back and thinking, well, that one time when I was 12, or that one time in high school when my boyfriend broke up with me, or that one time when my friend left my life, or even last year if your husband left you. It's a new year. It's a new day. Let's have a good day. You know, I was telling my friend, you know, tomorrow's Good Friday. And I was saying... Tomorrow's Good Friday. Let's have a good Friday. I think sometimes I need to tell myself that. I'm going to have a good day today. I don't care what happens. I don't care what's going on. I want to strive to be the type of person that can choose to get in the presence of God because I'm, I'm getting out of my feelings. I'm not going to let my feelings rule me. I'm not going to let the things of the past that I can't let go of rule me. You know, when I, when I stepped into 2019, I had a conversation with my husband and I said, I know people say this all the time. They say, let's start with a clean slate. But I just wanted a fresh start. I And I, the honest truth is, I haven't done that good with it. <laughs> but I'm trying every single day. And I am striving to be the best me that God's created me to be. And that's not easy. Like, that's a difficult thing every single day to be your best. But I'm committed to trying and striving and asking God for help every single day. I think I love the scripture that I'm about to tell you so much because I need it. So I pretty much say it in like every other message I speak. And you've probably heard it so many times in this podcast, you're annoyed. But 
In the Bible, it says that his power is made perfect in our weakness. So that means when you don't have it all together, when you don't have it figured out, that's when God is best at work in your life. But you have to be the one that invites him in. He's right there waiting. He's already working on your behalf. But you have to be the one that lets it work in that situation and lets it work for your behalf. You know, my dad preached this message a couple weeks ago, and he said that it, that the power of God that works in your life, it's, it's according to what we allow. It's according to the power that we allow God to work in our life, that he's able to work. He can do exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask or think. In Ephesians 3, we, we see that and we hear that. But it's the power of God, like the, the amount that we let him work in us, that that's possible. So if God's not working much in your life, it's not like something that we need to look at. God, we need to look at what we're carrying. We need to look at what we're holding on to because you might not realize it, but you're choosing to be under someone's authority. And if it's not God's, you should probably think about whose authority you're under. I hope that this encourages you today. I know I'm kind of like just going for it, but it's something that I need. This is, this is something I need in my life. I need God's help. I need God's help in my weakness to be strong, to not hold on to things, to not be a person who looks for wrongs or holds on to wrongs just because I have the right to. I have a right to my feelings, but I'm not going to let them rule me. You know, in your brain, this is the last thing I'll say, in your brain, the emotional center of your brain is right in the front. So why do you think it's so hard to get past your feelings? Because in order for even your brain to function correctly, you have to engage your spirit. Like, it's, your things are always going to be filtered through your emotions in your life. Whether you're a guy or a girl, it's going to go there. It's just whether you react out of your emotions or not. And so emotionally thinking through something is not bad. But getting emotionally stuck and holding on to things that you don't need to hold on to, that's never what God intended for your life. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be at peace. He wants you to carry joy. And joy is not like, haha, happiness. Joy is something that surpasses happiness. It's a state that you can be in at all times, no matter what's happening. And guess what? Peace, joy, all those things, they're already right there for you. You don't have to fight for them. You don't have to work for them. You just have to receive them. So get your hands open. Get your, get your mind open. Get your spirit open. Get your heart open. Lay down those things that are holding you back. Lay down that thing you can't let go of and invite God into that place. And you're going to see that that thing you were holding on to, you didn't have power over it. You weren't controlling it. It was controlling you. And it was probably holding you back from not just moving on and moving forward, but moving into the place that God has for you. I want to move into that place faster. I want to, I want to be a person that people can look at and find healing in my actions because they can follow those. Not a take it or leave it type thing where they're like, I'll take that part, but I'll leave that part because <laughs> I'm not really functioning across the board. And that's been some of the case in my life. I'm like good at this part, but I'm bad at this part. And I want to be a well-rounded leader. I want to be the type of person that I can work through my emotions because I bring them to God. I can work through my feelings because I ask the Holy Spirit for help. I ask him for wisdom and I ask him for strength. When I don't feel like I can let my emotions line up with the word of God, I take the action and he'll help me with the emotion side. And I believe he's going to do it for you too. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. 
Also, check out my blog at KeelaCraftAmbrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at KeelaCraftAmbrose.